Before diving into today's episode, did you know that this podcast has a supporters club? By becoming a member, you not only gain access to exclusive content, but also play a crucial role in supporting your favorite podcast. See the link in the episode description to find out more. Now, let's get back to the episode. Man, it feels so good just to have one day to sit back and play all these PlayStation 2 games right now. And it's amazing to see I actually got Dead or Alive like the one port that was actually on PlayStation 2. And then, of course, I found my need for speed. And let's see, I have... Wow. Talk about classes. Midnight Club right here. You know, I only got the third one out of those. I didn't get one or two, unfortunately. But three, three's pretty damn good. The dub edition and stuff. And I never got to finish it. So this will be my chance to do this. So one way or another, I'm getting all this stuff together. And, of course, um, let's see. What's this? Huh. Well, that's very interesting. I went ahead and I bought the upgraded version. No, no, no. This is just the same game on a different console. Matter of fact, I got a lot of them here. Huh. Well, I mean, maybe I did it for safety. I don't, I don't know. Uh, sometimes you get so caught up in getting a collection, you seem to get, like, duplicates here and everywhere. And then all of a sudden, like... Well, take a look at this. Like, look, here's the... Here's the original Batman Arkham Asylum, and now here's, like, the Return to Arkham um, upgrade it I got. And then I got all this um, stuff over here. Huh. Damn. Uh, seemed like every console generation, I managed to get something that was from the other one to take a place on this new one. So in one way or another, it's like a revolving cycle of things. Well, how do you like that, huh? <laughs> I guess my collection is full of remakes on, like, this PS4 right here, and, um... Damn, man. Okay, so maybe I'm no better than, like, the Hollywood section I keep making fun of on this show. Well, it's the perfect time to talk about it, because welcome to the J-Man Show here on... J360 Radio! Hey, what's going on, J360 Legion? How are you all doing? Welcome to the J-Man Show, here for episode 202! One way or another, we are going to make this happen. We are climbing up the hill. We're in it for the long run. While it's good to think about going to 300, hell, let's just go out ahead and try to hit 4 or 5. You know what I mean? We are doing this thing. And you know what? It, it feels so interesting, because, you know, not only that, it feels like I'm not even in the 5th season anymore. It feels like I'm now in the 6th season of things. And that's what's so interesting about the growth of doing this show. And I'm telling you one way or another, it always feels good to, like, just get back into the center point of things. You know, the one that pulled it all together. Like, whereas a lot of people love jams, and why shouldn't you, because jams is awesome. There's just nothing like doing the J-Man show throughout the week. It's like that good pair of shoes you feel. That, you know, that center right there that just, ah, just, just holds it together. The midpoint. The midpoint, baby. You know... And that's the interesting thing about the midpoint. I love it. And so does any other uh, strong, virile person in this world. <laughs> but before I get into it, business before pleasure, of course. Uh, I hope you all are doing fine. I mean, one way or another, I'm just sitting right here just working out some things for the power play. Because, I mean, my God, 
when you think about it, I think the Power Play's anniversary comes up around here too. I remember starting it way, way back in 2015. So pretty much in a way, you got kind of a reboot episode, you know, reboot series. And you got several of them, believe it or not, for as far as the J360 uh, canon is concerned. But you see, the thing about it is, it's cool to go through all these things right now so I can go ahead and see like what I'm repeating on and what I'm not repeating on. And, you know, I have played the Bioshock series before. It's just that, you know, a long time ago, that content was, um, God, it wasn't the best. It was kind of choppy. The audio was just off. Nothing was synced together. You really didn't see my avatar at all, so you didn't know who the hell was talking then. Of course, a long time ago, you didn't even know what the hell I looked like. Like, and I mean those that have been there since day one. You know what I mean? Because I just didn't show my appearance at the time. Nothing to do with self-consciousness or anything. That came about, like, um, never. (laughs) But then eventually I started showing my face and everything else. And, you know, can't go back after you do it. So it's actually pretty cool. It's kind of like one way or another, you know, just stepping into another level of doing things. So as I'm going about this right here, I mean, I already got the OBS treatment together. And then I just have, like, all these other things that are just looking really, really good sharp right now so it's just seeing about what works i mean as far as you guys are concerned i do have bioshock all the bioshocks here are on like ps3 and then i have them for ps4 anyway because of that collection you know mostly because like i thought of, i think i bought it because for a while there i wasn't playing my ps3 that's right yeah because all that stuff was sitting in storage for like the longest time and then, you know, I hear about, like, that store being shut down, and I was like, well, I need to go see, like, if I have any downloads that are lingering or anything that I went ahead and I bought on that PS3 that did not, you know, get all my ducks in a row before anything else. So that's when I went ahead and I took it, hooked it up, and then managed to get all the stuff downloaded again. Because, like I said, the PS4 became the center stage, and then I started to realize that some of the games that I got on the PS4 were already on PS3 anyway. So it was like, what the hell was I thinking? (laughs) You know what I mean? I even got, like, multiple uh, Sega Genesis ports here. I think I got the one on PSP as well. Yeah, Yeah, I do, actually. It's sitting right here looking at me. So... I guess I was kind of in a revolving cycle, I'm I'm, I'm guessing. But then again, aren't we all, though? Because, I mean, like, some of the content that we look at nowadays, they get either remade or rebooted, and then we always complain about it. Even I do. It's like, you know, because, like, sometimes it gets really, really lazy, and they're not even trying anymore. So, But they all want to make money. They all want to go ahead and get into that easy groove. And then I can see why it is, because if it's something that's really familiar to you, or you always try to take your material and upgrade it every single, so often, you know, have it on every single console. Like, there's not a console in the house, or hell, any device in the house, that I don't have any semblance of Street Fighter or Mega Man on. And Sonic too, yes. Which, by the way, Knuckles is looking sharp, man. I'm telling you, they got um, they got these things planned out right now. They showed you the site of the models that they use for, like, the movies and all that stuff. And they got it for Sonic, Knuckles, and Tails. And I was like, yo. They did Sonic Justice, even though we all had to complain as a group and get them to do the right thing. So, yes. And then they managed to get Tails right, which was beautiful. And then, of course, now they got my boy Knuckles up there. He's looking buff and everything like he's supposed to be. I don't see, like, that um, that symbol that's supposed to be on his chest, but maybe it'll come later. 
Who knows? This is the movie universe, so they're going to be doing different things. But as far as I can see, if that's him as the model, I can't wait to see what happens with him as the final CG form that we're going to see. Because if so, that's going to be on point. Get my drift. And, uh, gee, I think, I think it's supposed to be Fat Eggman this time. So, yeah. That movie's going to be great, man. 2022. <laughs> yep. And who knows, maybe we'll get a whole lot of proper video game uh, properties at that time in movie form. Because, I mean, there's the Uncharted movie coming, or no, that comes out this year, doesn't it? So, and then there's like, of course, you know, Mortal Kombat comes out in about, well, not two days anymore. I think it's one day now, and people actually got a good look at things, like how Scorpion became Scorpion. I didn't bother looking at it. Matter of fact, that's the internet went out there, and they were like talking about it and stuff. And I'm like this, from what I saw in the trailer, that movie's beast anyway, and they're really following through on, like, you know, the combat in Mortal Kombat, not like the first movie didn't. Second movie was kind of, you know, I, I spoke about that, it was just meh. But you see, the thing is, though, looking back at those old movies, really killer, but at the same time, this movie's gonna stand on its own. Even with Cole Young and the Johnny Cage thing. And then, of course, you know, while we're into it, Shang-Chi looks good. About damn time. I'm like, yes. <laughs> They're doing right in the MCU. Not like they haven't really done too much wrong. I mean, after all, Inhuman still kind of stings. But, you know, they could go ahead and reboot that at any time. Because, once again, it was Marvel TV. And, you know, there's that thing where Marvel TV is canon, but it's not canon. It's like, you know, that's one of those kind of things. They can easily overstep that and they didn't really mention like the royal family on um any of the other properties when like the everybody was inhuman at the time so yeah there might be that chance where we could probably get a proper recent of that the fact that they took the first two episodes of that and put it in theaters was like the hell were you thinking <laughs> you know but then again you can't unsee that because i mean well then again you could but then again you can't I don't know, it's one of those things. But I do know this, though. A lot of people are actually sitting there saying, you know, we, 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 we are the black cock. We, we, we are the black nerd community. You need to talk that, 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 that Falcon can't fight. I'm like, what the hell are you guys thinking now? You know what I mean? Like, it, it's always that group, man. I, I'm just like, any of them groups out there, any of them will always take something and complain about it. I think Falcon's still a badass. I think he does what he can. You know what I mean? He holds his own. He's kind of like Gohan. We all like Gohan, don't we? But Gohan usually gets the crap kicked out of him, too. Or something really, really has to make him mad, and then he holds his own. He was fighting against Crossbones. You remember Captain America, the Winter Soldier? Yes. And then, like, you know, he's very loyal to the end, and he <laughs> was fighting pretty good at um, Captain America Civil War. Of course, I will admit... You know, Spider-Man's a beast anyway. So, yeah, when you saw that, that was just like, meh. <laughs> but then I guess the whole Ant-Man scenario where Ant-Man kind of, you know, jerry-rigged his suit up and crap. <laughs> that was pretty funny. But, you know, it's like one way or another, he's the sidekick. The sidekick usually gets his butt kicked anyway. But now that he's going to take center stage as the new Captain America, he'll probably do, he'll probably do well. Especially with this finale, for, well, let's say season finale, because they plan on extending it, which is a good idea. Which is a very good idea. Because, like, him and Bucky's whole thing is just like, you know, that buddy cop flavor, right? You know? Like, like from 
48 hours. Now, I won't say another 48 hours. That one's kind of iffy, but the first 48 hours and um, let's see. What's the, what's another good one? Rush hour feel. Like, all that kind of stuff. Like, I love that dynamic, and that dynamic was there. I mean, if anything, you could talk about, like, how Rhodey got his ass kicked. I mean, for real. Like, this is before Armor Wars is coming around, so he's finally getting his due. And then not only that, like, well, actually, he did well for, like, the other movies. But what I'm saying is Rhodey kind of got his behind kicked, too. Let, let's let's be fair, you know? And then there was moments where when we were watching Luke Cage. Luke Cage is supposed to be able to hold his own. And he's getting his ass kicked left and right all over Harlem to the point where it's similar to, like, um... When um, Chris Tucker was getting his ass kicked all over Hong Kong in Rush Hour 2. Think about it now. Quite a lot of our favorite characters here get their butts kicked. But sometimes the strongest character usually does. It humanizes them. It makes them relatable. And dare I say it, if any of us were in an MCU setting, we crap our pants before we do anything. Or you'd probably be as whiny as Raiden was in um, Metal Gear Solid 2. You wouldn't be ultra badass, and you know you wouldn't. I mean, some of y'all would be like that, though. Be like, yeah, yeah, you know, Jay, I, I did tours in the military and all that kind of stuff. On your first jump, you weren't ready. You know damn well you weren't. You had to get to that point. I Dare I say it, like, like even me, you know? As I hold my own and as I can fight and all, I got my ass kicked in life. We all do. That's how you step up. You're supposed to get better every time. You know what I mean? But some of you big bad people over there, you purists and all, you see Falcon getting his butt kicked, and then all of a sudden you say he can't fight. How about the dumbest statement I've ever seen in my life? I mean, and then again, you know, dare I say it, but in all the Blade movies, Blade got his ass kicked. Yeah, in the beginning he'd be kicking some ass, but let me tell you something. When the stakes get high and that midpoint come around and then you realize the vampire nation is after his blood, they be whooping his ass. It's called nerfing. And the MCU is notorious for nerfing their characters. I'm sure in the Shang-Chi movie he's going to get his ass kicked down again too. It's going to happen. You are going to see certain things happen. Even though they are badass in their source material. I mean, it's like when you saw like Spider-Man first appear, he was kicking some ass, wasn't he? But then in his own movie, what happened? He wouldn't even punch people. Matter of fact, in movies not directed by John Watts, he wasn't even punching anybody. But in movies made by the Russo and all that other stuff, the Russos, you know, he's able to deck Thanos in the face and all that kind of stuff. So it's just interesting to me how we uh, go ahead and forget about things. But let you know what? They bank on that. They bank on the idea that we will forget. Some do. Like in MCU, though, not really, if you pay attention to references and all that kind of stuff. But, you you know, people tend to forget certain things. And that's why we're in this uh, repeating cycle as it is. I mean, and I'm not, and I'm pretty guilty of it myself. Because as I see, like, I have certain reboots of the games that I bought. I guess because at one time I was going to have just that one system. You know what I mean? And then I forget that I have it on other stuff. Like, if I really paid attention to all that stuff, chances are I don't think any of these repeats would be here. I'd probably be playing the PS3 version of Bioshock 1, 2, and uh, Infinite before I even uh, gotten this um, collection here. You know? It's just like looking back on all that kind of stuff. Now I know, you know what I mean? So now I have to pick a version which I'm going to run with. And I'm going to run with the PS4 version, so don't y'all worry about that. The power play will be easily taken care of now since I done did inventory and all this stuff.
And then there's the chance where, you know, you see that stuff getting their HD remakes. And then if that one doesn't sell, they're not going to look into the other ones. So it's kind of like, you know, what Onimusha, Onimusha 1 came out. But not how Capcom loves to play this game because, hell, we all have been reaching for that Darkstalkers, you know, we want a Darkstalkers remake. And the same style would be the Street Fighter 4 or Street Fighter 5. And truth be told, because Resurrection didn't sell well, even though the fans bought it. They were like, well, it wasn't what we anticipated, so until then, uh, uh, we go fool with it. And it's like, and that's one of the games on my PS3, which I was like happy I went ahead and bought at the time. So I was like, you know, yeah, it's a good thing I went back in time anyway. But as I look at it, I'm like, huh. You know, because it's like, it, it is a good port. It has uh, Vampire Saver. I, th- I think that was the one game that was in it. Don't get me wrong, but I do know like the one of the first Darkstalkers games that is in it. And then of course you know you got Darkstalkers 3 that really hold it together. And then like there's that online that was there, and then it was the trophies. So yeah. And the music was pumping, the action is on point. It, it, it was just port perfect. There was just something about it that was just so good. But honestly, did Capcom even promote the thing that I didn't think about it? So, like, when I look at it, it's just, like, that thing is a very underrated classic. It's just a covered gem. And it's, like, you know, one way or another, we sit there and we look at it. It's, like, it, either it came out too soon or it wasn't promoted. Or one way or another, it didn't have the mass appeal. But over here in the States, you know, Darkstalkers really didn't have too much of the mass appeal that it should have had anyway. It was there, but it wasn't enough, you know. It's just one of those kind of things. But I, I know that a lot of people out there who are really into the fighting genre, would know about Morrigan, and they would know about Felicia, and they would know, to an extent, maybe Dimitri, I guess. Or, you know, but... Or even Victor, you know, the uh, the Frankenstein uh, character on there, but Frankenstein monster character for you purists out there. Yeah, yeah, you know, the ones that go, You guys say right, Jay? Screw you, pal. You don't police what I say. You don't own real estate in what I do. Screw ya. But I will say this, if you ever want to have, if you ever have a chance to play a game like that, where you got like monsters facing each other in a Street Fighter based way, definitely look at the Darkstalkers Resurrection. It's really nice. I got to see if the online still works now that I think about it. So I'll be playing with that for a little bit. It's just a shame that I can't put it on like the PS4 or on the Xbox One for you guys. That'd be kind of nice. But I got all these copies of Street Fighter 3, too. I was like, what the hell is wrong? I guess, like, once again, if it's a good game, it's a good game. It's just, you know. (laughs) I'm not surprised that I have these ports. And that's really cool. But, you know, going back into it, though, you'll see that mainstream Hollywood still loves this kind of thing. Because, see, like, remember that whole Rock'em Sock'em Robots thing I was telling you about? It's not a joke. It's actually legit. And they are taking the real steel plot point and using it. This is like, huh, <laughs> well, you know, I, I get it. I mean, at the end of the day, we all kind of had this problem. I mean, what would board games being a, um, you know, a viable source and you can pretty much do anything with a board game scenario. I mean, you've seen Battleship before, right? Like at the end of the day, like most people probably remember it because of the game. And then like when you see it, it's like, Oh, you got some of the Navy's best and brightest played by the guy who should have remained as Gambit. 
versus an evil alien fleet, which really had no um, background to it or what they wanted. But, you know, you got to see all the references to, like, the board games and stuff like that. Like, the missiles they used are similar to the ones that were on the board pieces. And how they played the, you know, used the strategy of Battleship to actually win out in the end. Because they used radar to fight back. That was pretty damn cool. You know what I mean? But the movie didn't do so hot. Even though, at the same time, I liked it, you know? But I guess it's kind of have that appeal. You know, a lot of people want, um, they say they don't want exposition, but then they cry for it when they realize that, hey, I didn't get to know like, what the villains wanted and all that stuff. What was your goal and everything? Sometimes things happen just because. Yeah, sometimes they don't really need a reason. Sometimes they figure, you know, hey, we're in the middle of a war here and they don't make any sense anyway. So, yeah, let's go ahead and do something about that. We need to have that last fight against them. But I still want subtext. Slap you. There's your subtext. <laughs> Ask for more of it and I'll give you another one. I mean, when you really think about it, like, if you're in a just cut scenario like that, and the plot's supposed to be given to you in other ways, I mean, you're supposed to be in there in, like, real time. You might not get too much of an explanation. It's kind of like how... Um, you know, like, Big Trouble Little China kind of rode off of that, if you think about it. Like, you know, we're actually supposed to be following, um, you know, Wang Chi's story, let alone uh, Jack Burton. Jack Burton, more or less, is the audience surrogate. And he thinks he's the big hero, but he's actually the sidekick. And he's getting his ass kicked throughout the whole movie. Or, or like, rocks fall on him and stuff like that. Like, yeah, he thinks he's the badass, but... It's really Wang being the badass, whereas he's like the guy that's pretty much, you know, kind of like Krillin giving the Zenzu beans to Goku. Like, Krillin, Zenzu bean! Zenzu bean! Things like that, you know? <laughs> like, whoever the healer of the group is, I guess Jack Burton would be, I, I don't know. But you, you get what, I, what I'm saying out of that, though, you know? But anyway, as far as the repeating cycle goes, it's like, you know, we've had this movie before. I wish they kind of would go into it a little bit more depth. But then again, it might be one of those. Well, then again, Real Steel was considered to be a family movie anyway, right? Because it wasn't necessarily about Adam kicking ass in the ring. It was about a boy and his father, played by Hugh Jackman, having a bond in a dystopian kind of futuristic way. And a battle bot scenario was the only way they could really tie them together. Yeah see a scenario like that that was pretty much the movie and now they got this whole thing going on with rock and sock and robots and then of course you know there's also interesting for you dc fans you guys are getting some spinoffs you got holy uh you, you know it's peacemaker his show's coming i'd like to see that because i think john cena does deserve this big break of his i mean he's a pretty good actor i mean the marine wasn't a bad movie and then of course you know like some of the other things he appeared in bumblebee wasn't too bad it, it wasn't too bad but at the same time, you know, you get kind of tired of Transformers around, like, when you saw the fifth movie. Hell, you got tired of Transformers when you saw the fourth movie. And me, as a, you know, as a reference, I know I did. As soon as they battle Sentinel Prime, and then you realize Sentinel Prime was the bad guy, it's like, yeah, this kind of should be it. <laughs> you know? But then again, you know, there's a reason why they keep bringing it back because, I mean, what open into plot holes, the humans are bastards trope. Like, there's ways of keeping that open and stuff, but it didn't come to cohesion like it's supposed to. And now they, I think they're trying to do another reboot, right? Aren't they trying to do like a War for Cybertron series? Which might act, actually, they did do that. 
Well, they're trying to do something else with that property now, but it's the Hasbro thing, man. That's just what they do. Hasbro, Paramount, Hasbro trying to get a piece of that action and all. And they might get it, though, because I think uh, Thundercats is a part of that lineup now, too. Which, by the way, should actually work. Should. I mean, a lot of people love Thundercats. I mean, hell, I still do. So, one way or another, that'll be alright. But I'm still looking forward to the He-Man reboot. Now, that might actually be okay. Because one thing I know, we all need a little bit more Skeletor in our lives. But then again, it's like this, though, for me. Am I for reboots? Because I love those properties and I think, think they need another run? Or am I really like about, you know, hey, let's just... Go differently on this whole thing. Let's go ahead and have some new IPs. And let's just go ahead and be risky again and take action on things. Give stuff the push so that we can have, you know, not just not just flavors of the month here. We can actually have variety. But you know something? That's just something I really have to figure out again. Because it's like, you know, once again, I'm looking at all this stuff right here. And then I'm looking at the idea of the DC wants to go ahead and do another Commissioner Gordon-based series. This time taking place in Earth 2. And granted, they're keeping the same characters around. If anything, they're doing pretty much like the miniseries thing that, you know, the MCU is doing. I can't blame them for that entirely. But, you know, like the character was used already in a series called Gotham. So, you know, in a way, that's a rinse and repeat. But then again, it could be a different context overall. So, hey. Maybe it is the same but different. Maybe it has a shot. Maybe it could be like, hey, let's just get through this. Of course, entirely, I'm not selling out on that principle. (laughs) It remains varied. I mean, I do want new stuff to pop up. I do want a lot of us in the indie game to get that break and to get all that niche coming together and to go ahead and just tell those kind of stories, whether they're slice of life, you know, blah, 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 blah. I mean, slices of life kind of storytelling or whether they're kind of like, you know, movies that are different or like the bad guy wins or like nobody wins, all that kind of stuff. Like, I would love to see more scenarios like that. And I would like to see like the freshness come into play. And I would like to see like, you know, at least it'd be open for one more sequel. And then sometimes, you know, two movies are enough. Like, you don't really need that third movie. Like, I would like to see all that stuff open up again. I know, like, there's going to be Indiana Jones 5, and, you know, Harrison Ford is... Oh, my God, he's going to be playing it again. Not saying that he should play it, but at the same time, it's like... It's, it's just thinking, like, how old he is. You know what I mean? Like, he's up there in age. Somebody else could wear the fedora. At least. I mean, for a while, there weren't... It wasn't everybody saying, like, Chris Pratt could do it? But then again, he's got a big plate to fill because uh, he's going back to Jurassic World for this last movie, which I hope is actually going to sell the point. I hope it's going to be that proper send-off, you know? And not like, you know, we're bringing back all the old people with the new people so we can kill the old people off and the new people can take center stage. I get tired of those movies, too. I really do. But... You know, it's just one of those kind of things. Because, I mean, that was, like, my problem with, well, one of many with the Star Wars sequel trilogy. So, it's like this. Like, I say before, that's why the name of this episode is called Rinse and Repeat. Because it's like, that's all we do. 
And you see, the thing is, it's usually because we're unaware or it's usually because we're familiar to it. And, you know, we want to see all this stuff come, you know, come to fruition. It's like with that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles CG reboot. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies... Look, the only problem with the Michael Bay movies is, one, it's Michael Bay. And two, the design of the Turtles. If they had went with, like, the way Steve Bannon did with, like, the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, and it had that adhesive to it, and, like, well, not adhesive, but aesthetics to it, I should say. Like, like all that stuff sticking together. Like, you know, you take the suits from the first movie, and you give it that gritty darkness of the comics. And you have it all work together like that in that scenario. And you have it play out. Like, it's something that really ropes us in from the 90s, because we're familiar to that. We love that. You know, like, even when you watch the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie to this day, it grew well within itself. It's still a great piece of filmmaking to this day. It's not perfect, but it's great, you know? And see, a lot of studios to this day are pissed off that they missed out on that opportunity. You know? Because that was like, at one time, that was like a high-ranking independent film. Yeah, look it up sometime, believe it or not. But it's just one of those kind of things that you think about. It's like, yes, you know? But if they went with something like that, a lot of us would love that appeal. Are we ever going to get it? Well, that remains to be seen. And then a lot of people are on this whole thing. Oh, I hate CGI. I, I hate it. I told that crap way back in episode 24 talking about why CGI isn't the problem. You might be the problem. The way you go about that kind of stuff. Like filmmaking is supposed to evolve anyway. You know what I mean? If you can use the best of both worlds, it'll be fine. With practical and CGI, which is what I try to aim for. Motion capture is not bad. There are people that are actually acting in the mocap suits so that we can see those things come to life. I mean, Andy Serkis built like quite a lot of his career off of that. So I don't know exactly what the problem entirely is. Oh, I need realism, Jay. I need this. You need help in general. Mainstream America, you need help in general with a lot of stuff. We don't know where it begins, but we damn sure know it is not the end. And I mean it, though. Because that's where we are. That's where we are as a people. And it's just like, we'll find something to complain about, even though this thing could be advancing for filmmaking. Even though at the same time, it could be a pretty good movie. Even though at the end of the day, what with all the complaints and stuff like that... I gotta admire some of those film crews for keep carrying on. But, like, if it's, like, something that has, like, this agenda base around it, like, when you look at, like, Ghostbusters 2016, and where you see, like, everybody on staff was mostly predominantly female, and then, like, you had four great female comedians, or actually three great female comedians and Melissa McCartney. Look, Thunder Force was not good. Let's just be honest. One way or another, I'm surprised that didn't kill the superhero genre much in, like, that movie We Can Be Heroes came out and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? It's just, like, these movies get made to milk off of this, and then after a while, it's like, they suck anyway. And it's basically because, like, when you're looking at, like, like the story is supposed to be dumb in some of these areas, but then it's like... This is just a hackneyed plot. You've seen this before. I mean, if anything, why are all the superhero movies that are on Netflix trying to copy off of Sky High, which wasn't even that damn good of a superhero movie to to begin with? If anything, it was more like, oh, hey, yeah, we ain't X-Men. 
And we know it. Yeah. That's why the superhero genre sometimes can be kind of um, a pain in the ass. <laughs> but it's going to get even crazier as soon as like these, you know, the next MCU properties come out. And then, hey, I think um, the next Doctor Strange, which I've been waiting for. I've been sitting right there counting down the times for it, bruh. I can't wait. It finished rapping. So, should be good to go. Uh, and then especially for those of you that like WandaVision, you're wondering why that's not getting a second series to it. far as we know, it might. Because we're going to get all the answers told to us in this Doctor Strange movie. So, hey, let the games begin. And then, of course, you know, we got that new Spider-Man one coming. And then, like, we're going to have... Uh, we're going to have Doc Ock back. And, you know, Alfred Melonia played the best Doc Ock. The, not to say that there ain't nobody else that could play that role. But, you know, like, I don't see any takers yet. You know what I'm saying? And I would love to see how MCU Doc Ock would turn out. But this is going to be it because he's coming from the Tobey Maguire-verse, right? So, yeah. Yeah, that that's what that is. I would love to see a fourth movie out of that series. I mean, say what you will about Tobey Maguire, okay? I didn't have a problem with him. I thought he was okay. See, because for one thing, when I was a kid, well, a lot younger, and you see, those were like the first Spider-Man movies. A lot of people like to crap on them nowadays, and then a lot of people like to use them for memes. But a long time ago, those used to be our Spider-Man movies. They were pretty good. I, I liked one, two, and... You know, I redeemed three. I redeemed three in this very series when I did a film redemption. Like, and I still do those, by the way. I got I got more of them coming. But, uh, yeah, you know, like, whatever it takes, like, one way or another, a movie is either good or bad based off of your opinion, usually. You see what I'm saying? And then sometimes they're good or bad based off of plots. Because, I mean, you know, Spidey kicked ass in the first one. Kicked a lot more ass in the second one. And then, like, the third one, it's like he forgot how to fight. And then there was, like, too much going on in that movie. And then they had to put Venom in it. And it was like, yeah, it's it's just too much going on. It's like, you know, the studio once again took what could have been a promising and highly anticipated film and filled it with a lot of go-nowhere and mediocrity. But it still managed to tie up some loose ends and some subplots. See what I'm saying? It's it's not a perfect movie, and it's not a satisfying conclusion of what was awesome in that series. You know? And then the same thing with the Amazing Spider-Man series. First one, tolerable. Wasn't bad at all. Suit took some getting used to, but it had that alien-esque look to it. The aesthetic to it was, like, cool, you know? But, once again, you know, the burglar was never caught. The Ben Parker scenario was never... Never done. I mean, because quite a lot of us look at it. I'm just saying, like, because the burglar wasn't caught, you know. But they went differently with it. He's still roaming free in that universe, as far as we know. And then, of course, like, the whole storyline with, you know, Peter Parker's father and all that, you know. Like, outside of that deleted scene that was weird. Like, we never found out, like, what that conspiracy was, did we? We we never really found out like what the big plan for Peter Parker was and all that kind of stuff. And mostly because of that second movie, because they made money and they were like, hey, let's set up our Spider-Verse here. 
And they just went ahead and they just bloated it up with all that nonsense. I was like, damn, take your time. This is how you try to, when you try to force feed the franchise into an audience, you overload the audience too much with either A, anticipation, or B, one way or another, we're never going to get this stuff coming together because at the end of the day, a film's goal or the company behind a film is to make as much money as possible and hope that they probably can make that third one. And they were over here trying to throw Sinister Six at us. They were trying to go ahead and say, well, we're pushing the third Spidey movie back to like 2017. And I think like, what was it that um the second one came out in like 2014? And I was like, why the hell would you do that? Who decided that this was a good idea? Don't nobody want that crap. They want more Spider-Man. And if you're going to have Sinister Six, it's in their name. They're not here to try to redeem themselves. What? Wasting everybody's time with this nonsense? They're out here to call Spider-Man hell. That's what their job is. And I think I've seen the perfect Sinister Six movie play out in that Spider-Man video game that was on PS4. Which was a very, very beautiful game. (laughs) <laughs> let's just say this i wouldn't be surprised if i bought a reboot of that basically it was a good game you know same thing with like uh the ps1 spider-man games and i think uh didn't tony hawk get a reboot not too long see there i go but like i said they got me on that because you know those are games i remember and i appeal to but if I check on it and then I look and see if I have the earlier games and stuff like that, and I realize like if the earlier games still need a bit of a challenge and I got plenty of time to play them on another console and stuff, I think I should just go ahead and just do that for a little while. So that's why, you know, I did the inventory, checked myself on it. I made this episode for all of you guys. And I'm like this, you know, sometimes like it's good to hate a reboot. It's good to go ahead and be like, you know, if they're being lazy about it and they don't care. And then you realize that you've seen this before and you don't venture into it. That's fine. And then you take a look and then you look at your game collection and it's like, same scenario. If you didn't want to venture into it and you don't have another console for that kind of stuff, it's not really a necessity, you know? And that's why, I guess, paying attention to that and looking over at what the PS5 lineup was, yeah, I really don't need one right now. So see how that all plays out? See how all that connects? And if anything, I'm building a bridge between that kind of stuff. Because, like, on one hand, I do want us to do different things. I do want a lot of us to be out here with our own IPs. I do want all of us to go ahead and try to build on that principle, same but different. Or just go different at all, you know? And then there's that one concept where they'll go ahead and they'll try to get my money based off because nostalgia and because that, you know... I'm already pre-sold in that game anyway. It's like, yeah, you like that? Guess what? We have an extra scene here for all those other things. And that's what people go for now. And you've seen it with, like, the Snyder Cut. Even though the Snyder Cut is a better film, now people are calling for the Ayer Cut. People are calling for this cut. People are calling for this cut. Because they know people will milk this up. Just like cats, man. It's like catnip, you know? Suck you right in. It's easy to do. It's the most craftiest evil thing ever. (laughs) Oh my god. So, yeah. Very interesting to think about, huh? So, as I look through all these um, video games and stuff, and as I really pay attention to these things, you start to know. Now, 
I will say this though. It's been two weeks. If you've seen King Kong versus Godzilla, and I know you have, we will talk. Uh, we will talk about that movie next week. We'll go ahead and we'll talk about another scenario of the whole monster verse. You know, I was gonna wait until the Monster Fest to do it, but you know, as far as I'm concerned, we're halfway to Halloween. I could touch base on some of those elements right now, anyway, and I think it's about due. Because um, quite a lot of y'all were loving that movie. And then there were some of y'all that were polarized by that movie. And then there were some of y'all that said, like, Godzilla, King of the Monsters was not a good movie. Which is questionable at best. Because it's like, what do you want? You know? (laughs) But hey, we'll dig into this a little bit more. I gotta go ahead and tie up the show, guys. And it was good doing this for you all. And then once again, you know, it's Jams Week, so we got a big, big week to tie up. And then as for, like, tomorrow's content, well, you guys are going to be here for a surprise anyway. And uh, you know what? I won't even mention it right now. Yeah, I won't. (laughs) But until then, this is the J-Man signing off. So you guys take care for me, all right? I will see you then. Peace. Peace.